Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We've got a special edition today. We're talking with Kevin Riley, the editor of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Good afternoon, Kevin. Good to, good to see you, Mitch. Good to be with you, I guess, even if it's just virtually. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been a while since we've physically seen each other in person. So uh, at, least, at least there's this, right? Right. And, yeah. and hopefully hopefully, uh, more more down the road a couple of months. So – so I, I saw the news the other day about your new your new branding, and uh, kind of first, you know, the the open ended question. Tell me about this new branding and what it is and why it is. Yeah, so um, you know, it's something that we've been working on for a long time, really. Um, I would say, uh, and um, I, you know, I, I even think it, you know, it, it gets beyond uh, for for at least for me personally the traditional view of branding, right? Because what I think we've done is spent a lot of time understanding uh, our customers better, understanding our future uh, better, and understanding ourselves a little bit better and what people expect of us, uh, what they want from us, and how we can connect with them and when we talk about ourselves and what we do, especially at a time when there's so much um, yeah, just divisiveness and so much tension uh, in our society and um, the media sort of being central uh, to, to a lot of that and a lot of people expressing frustration with the media, you know, as we always whatever, whatever that is, right? Right. And, and, <laughs> and so for us, it was important that uh, people in Atlanta and Georgia understand who we are, what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, in, in my view, not lump us in with, you know, their larger complaints about media in particular was some national or highly partisan media might do or the way they behave. And so we've spent a lot of time talking to people about um, what they what they want, what they expect, what makes sense to them. And uh, we're really proud of it. We think the idea of press on uh, is really a rallying cry for us because um, that's what we do, you know, uh, and a lot of people in the uh, local media are doing through the pandemic, through lots of huge stories, through demands and all kinds of different pressures, certainly for the newspaper industry, intense financial pressure. And what do we do? Well, we come in each morning or get to our computers at home now and we get to work. And um, it may not be perfect. And we, we, we might have a lot of obstacles thrown in our way. We might make some uh, important high-ranking people in our community and state angry, but we Press on. We keep doing it, and we keep trying to make sure that Georgians and Atlantans can be well-informed. So it's a very inspiring uh, way to think about what we do, and I think it really gets us back to the most basic work journalists want to do. I, I would say if you're not making someone angry some on a fairly regular basis, then your your folks aren't doing their jobs, right? <laughs> right. Well, that's how I've always <laughs> felt. Um, but uh, – uh, it's, you know, it, it is a lot to ask of people when uh, they face, you know, uh, people do this work are thrown into situations with people who are pretty openly hostile or try to undermine or discredit uh, some good and hard work. We've certainly seen a lot of that over the past year. Yeah. Yeah. So so what are we seeing in the new branding? So you, you've got you talked about press on. So that's kind of the the uh, the phrasing that you're using. But you're you've got a different masthead style too so to talk about that a little bit yeah so i'll tell you a couple of things about that that I, I think are important and um 
I think the the uh, I think the technical term for it is the flag. <laughs> People traditionally call it the masthead, but but it's really the flag. That's but true. The name of the yeah, paper. You're right. You know, right. It's, not, it's not the of, you're right. It's not the masthead. Yeah, the, yeah. Right. You're right. For the purposes yeah. of po- folks who are watching or listening this to this, um, it's the name of the paper and how it's represented. Uh, so we made a very deliberate choice to go with a style that harkens back to the 30s when uh, James Cox bought, you know, the the Atlanta Journal and then later the Constitution. In other words, we're, we think that our roots are important to us as both uh, a newspaper, as an industry, as we face our future. Because what we know is the words we put in print have traditionally been and remain very credible, believable, and crucial to our readers and to our community. And so we've extended that look and what print brings to the table across our digital products as well. Because what we, as we look toward a future that is without question going to be more digital, more digitally focused, where our audience is going to be where people are going to have high expectations, one of their expectations is for really credible, reliable information. And in a digital world, we think that's going to be one of the most precious commodities and something we can bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, the style, as you said, harkens back. Is is it actually, is this a new graphic or is this a kind of, is this a graphic that was used before in the 30s, the, the font and the style? You know, I'm not a typography expert, so um, I, I can't tell you that uh, it's exactly the same. I think that it's something we uh, went back and looked at, and, mm-hmm. and then we, what we did was try to make sure it was going to work in our situation. We've got a long name, you know, so oh, yeah, uh, you got, you got two, two papers merged into one there. <laughs> yeah, it can be a little a little tricky to work with, um, but we uh, we really again let people look at it and got feedback to it with about it rather. And, and we think we've, you know, got it right. And that it's going to send the right message to people about this is serious, what we do and we care about it and we're working hard at it all the time. So did you feel like, cause before you had kind of the AJC in the circle kind of thing, did you feel like that was kind of a lighter in terms of that seriousness? Well, here's what I would say. I mean, I think people will always, you know, in shorthand, refer to us as the HAC right. and, and talk about us that way. But uh, it's sort of like when you introduce uh, yourself to someone or when you're going to have a serious conversation some, with someone, Mitchell, you know, you probably refer to yourself that way. Yeah. And, and I think that's the message is that, <clears throat> hey, um, we understand like when you're when, when folks are making reference to us, they might talk about us that way, and we may talk about ourselves that way among ourselves. Right, but in right. the end, uh, we want to bring that credibility of all of our history, all of our traditions of, of seeking out and sort of relentlessly pursuing credible information, and we want that to show up and be seen and understood online as well. That's that's a big part of this. So, the, so press on, to me, I'm sure this was intended as a kind of that double meeting, you know, press on in terms of finding the news, but press on in terms of pressing the buttons and getting your news electronically as well. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I think that it's um, a, a great term because of the, the, all the things that it can mean. And I think people will, as you just did, you know, interpret it in their own ways. I'll just say for me, the thing that's so significant about it, um, of course we are the press, 
uh, in, in sort of that generic way of describing media. But but that just that feeling that we keep going, we're pretty relentless and passionate about what we do, and that that is what's required to be good at this, and it's what our customers are counting on from us. So that's the part of it that rings most true to me. And it's the kind of organization we want to be from top to bottom where, hey, we might not be perfect, but we're going to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and do all the good work that we possibly can. Well, and you correct me but if you're wrong, but I think isn't there a new tagline too to go with this? Yeah, um, we have used this phrase for some time now, but um, it's and it's a very simple thing. It's worth knowing what's really going on, right? Mm-hmm. And I, what what we're trying to do there is 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 make clear something that I think is very crucial for people to know and very straightforward. Look, you're going to have to pay us for uh, our information because um, it costs money to produce it, and we live in a world where you get what you pay for. And right, I, I think right. that's an important message for people to get over time. We need you to subscribe. And we need you to support this journalism to make sure that this crucial institution, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is so much a part of the fabric of Atlanta, can keep doing the work that it has been doing for so long to make sure that this community is well-served, well-informed, that its institutions are held to a high standard. And that's, it's, it's worth knowing what's really going on. Yeah, so you know, definitely that you know, multiple meanings for for words, which is which is a great uh, a great marketing tool. And I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, people, oh, can you can you send me the link to this? I can't find it behind the paywall. Well, you know, go go subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, not as not always as much with the with the AJC because a lot of your information you can find on AJC.com. Uh, but you know things like like the Business Chronicle and the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post, which where you you can't get when you get a couple of stories, but a lot of the most of the content you don't get. And I I will always I always tell us go subscribe. You know that's that's how this stuff gets to you. Uh, well, I think you I, know here here's what you know I, I like to say to people is um, I don't like to talk about uh, paywalls or you know all that stuff. But what I like to say is look. Um, understand that it, it does take a lot of work to produce good, credible, reliable information. It requires a talented staff. It requires all the things that you need to support that talented staff. But more importantly, look, it, we live in a time where if you are not a well-informed citizen, no matter where you live and what you what you care about, um, you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage. And support this institution. Help us do these things. Help us join us as we make Atlanta a better place. That's really the way I want people to think about us, that we are, we are vital to this, to this community. And we want to make sure that we can keep doing this work. Right. And, and credible sources too. I mean, I, I tell folks all the time, I say, yep. They'll ask me what I'm watching. I said, well, you know, I watched about, five different TV stations today and listened to four radio stations and read two or three papers. And I said, well, why are you, why are you reading so many? It's, well, you get a different perspective on the news and I will intentionally watch TV networks that I really don't like <laughs> because I want to, because I want to see what they're saying. Uh, and, you know, just because someone says, oh, this network is horrible. You know, it's very few of them are a hundred percent horrible. There are some that are 90% horrible, but, uh, <laughs> I, kind of, I like to have that variety. 
Well, you know, one of the things I like to talk to people about is, uh, in particular, uh, social media. <clears throat> you know, if you're going to be an informed person, um, you've got to get beyond your social media feed. You've got to go out there and actively seek good information. I mean, to me, it'd be like you wouldn't let a friend or you wouldn't eat at McDonald's or fast food every day because, you know, that would be terrible for you. Well, if you're right. relying on your social media feed for your news rather than doing seeking out other important things. And if you live in Georgia, seeking out the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, I just think you're not treating yourself very well. You are not making sure that you have a healthy information diet, you know, to kind of torture the metaphor a bit. And uh, that's what I always encourage people to do. Think about the kinds of things that that uh, are available to you and uh, support those places that are providing a lot of, uh, a lot of news. I like the... Uh I saw kind of the photo montage of selected reporters that you you kind of were using in the campaign. I thought that was a a good pro- cross section of features and lifestyle and investigative and uh, you know people some some faces that you don't see very often uh, but do great work like Carrie Deergarden, who you know did all that work with the you know the assisted living facility stories last last year. Is it just last year? Or the, yeah, I guess it was. We got the, the the bill passed last year, and yeah. most of the work was published in 2019. Although she has continued to cover uh, that issue, especially as it pertains to the pandemic, even right. even to this day, you know, she Carrie Teagarden is still the leader on that kind yeah. of coverage. So, uh, are there some new things you have planned? Any any kind of tweaks to sections or or new features that uh, you want to tease a little bit? Yeah, well, let me let me come back to that quickly, but let's talk sure. about the journalists and why we did what we okay. did. Sure. Um, and as the guy who who was uh, tasked with picking who <laughs> asked to be part of the campaign, it was not it was not easy. And I, I think times go times go on. We will you know more feature more and more. But what's important about that to me is that I want people in Atlanta and Georgia to know that there are real people behind what we do. And they live here and their kids go to school here and they go to church here and they're in, you know, they may even live in your neighborhood and they are so passionate and they care so much about what they do. They are so driven to do this work. It's an absolute calling to them. And again, I think that that is important because when people talk about the media, um, I want them to know that, well, when it comes to the Atlanta journal constitution, these are the people who are out there trying to find out the things you want to know. Right. And so that is a big part, a big, big part of what we're doing. Yeah. Now, to your question about, you know, new things. Here's what I would say. Um, you asked about sections and features. What I would say is that, of course, we'll always be tending to that printed newspaper, but our future is digital. More and more, what you're going to see from us is big improvements in the digital products that we give people better and better opportunities to um, have a great user experience based on what you'd like to know, what your interests are, what how you like to consume your news. We're going to go out and find meet you where you are. Those are the things that you will start seeing from us because we have got to build that digital future. We have got to engage with that audience that expects that sort of delivery of news and information. And that's going to be our big priority going forward. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, uh, I was trying to think as we were talking, I, I think I'm in year, where year are we next? Year 33 of my AJC subscription. 
But um, oh, you must have got it like in kindergarten or something. There, <laughs> yeah, uh, so. yeah. Uh, but I, I think I'm trying to think. I, I haven't had a print edition delivered to my my doorstep in a few years. I I kind of went from seven days a week to three days a week, and and then when you guys started doing the kind of the digital edition and the print edition, I went to that, and so now every day I you know I get it, I get the alert on my phone, and I read the digital edition. I look at the, the physical edition of the paper on my phone as, as opposed to kind of looking at the web edition. I don't know. It's just, just kind of the way that I like the layout. I like, and I can see the headlines. I can see the stories. I can kind of flash through the sections I, I like and, uh, and, and see it all that way. But that, uh, that has become my, the way I read the paper. And sometimes I do it on the Kindle and sometimes I do it on the phone, more often on the phone, it seems. For some yeah. Reason. Well, you're not unusual at all in the sense that people have all different ways that they want to, you know, get to our information, get to our um, content. And and pe- some people are like you, where they kind of want to know, all right, I've been through like a, let's call it a curated product that, you know, fills me in here as I begin my day. And other people kind of want to follow the news on our app through the day. Other people really rely on our emails, you know, that come depending on their interests, they come in the morning, afternoon, right, evening. Right. And um, that's the idea is to, to make sure we're there where people want us and that the experience with using stuff, our products is powerful and easy and as, as well as informative um, because uh, that's the expectation people have. And that's what we're going to be working very, very hard to do. I know you guys have done <clears> – <throat> the paper has really done a lot to add to kind of what you're calling the hyper-local team. Um, is that and I've seen some kind of movement on that in the last month or two. People kind of switching around here and there. Uh, is that team going to continue to to grow a little bit, or are you kind of is it kind of where you want it right now? Well, I mean, we know that our bread is buttered by covering really local stuff, especially in Metro Atlanta, and then you know covering the state government, covering sports, doing watchdog journalism. So I think we're committed to that sort of relentless monitoring of of the you know the local community in particular government or institutions that people depend on so again going forward digitally um how you know some of the ways we'll do that and the way we can sort of provide people with information that is uniquely about where they live i think we'll continue to grow our capabilities there are the are uh, you've been there how many years have have you been in charge there a little over 10 10 years okay over 10 so I mean, 10 years is a long time in terms of where the media has come in 10 years, right? In terms of digital and social media and all that. But in terms of what your readers are asking for, both across all your platforms, it, it, are you seeing, have you seen kind of a flow in terms of they want more investigative, they want more local, they want more sports? Where's, where's, where's the flow been in terms of what the readers are really looking for? Yeah, you know, I think that it, a couple things have, have become clear. The first, of course, you know, which we've been talking about is the idea of digital delivery and convenience. You know, people want what they want, when they want it, easy to find and access. That's just absolutely <clears throat> crucial um, because that's what they're used to in this digital world. And then, and then from there, I do think more and more it's becoming the unique you know, value proposition of the local and Georgia news that we can provide that others are not, you know, I mean, I think increasingly we'll find out that the big national international news people, um, 
they, you know, they have outlets that they use for that for the most part, especially in the <clears> digital world. I mean, people are just kind of used to having their different sources and they'll depend on us for, look, there's no one else who's going to go and seek out that story in, uh, you know, Cobb County or these other places, even with, you know, and I think people are starting to see that as Georgia gets more and more attention because of the political situation. Um, you know, it's national media can kind of parachute in, but they're, you know, they're, they come and they're gone or they don't necessarily have a feel for um, yeah. what's what's really going on. They, so. they parachute in and they move Manuel's Tavern to downtown and they move to a stadium to Midtown and things like that yeah. when, you, when you watch the news. Yeah, right. Yeah. Manuel's is downtown? I, I must have missed that that, that move from, from Virginia, Virginia Highlands. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to, had to give some people a hard time about that the other day. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously a lot of research and time and effort went into this. Was there anything you found in the research that surprised you uh, in terms of what people wanted or how they were consuming news or reacting? I, I wouldn't say the, the, the surprised me. Um, it was it was nice to see and inspiring. And, and here's what it is. I mean, people, they're they're they value us. They're rooting for us. They want us to be there, to be around, to do what we do. We, we've done research, you know, broad-based, uh, you know, uh, studies that, that involve lots of people we talk to about their attitudes. And then we've done very targeted stuff with leaders in the community. And the message is the same. They, they see a good newspaper as crucial to a community and part of what they want and need and want to be proud of. And they want us to go out there and sort of fearlessly follow the facts wherever they lead. They yeah. very much want that from us. And and that's important. I, I want people to see us and support us and recognize that uh, we, you know, that we're crucial as an institution and, and feel that way and support us and understand that this work we do uh, is of great value and um, that they will continue to subscribe for that reason, that they know, gosh, it, it does cost money uh, to get really good journalism, and it's worth it. And I tell you, you know, I, was, I helped out with the Press Club debate last uh, December, and I was talking to Greg Bluestein a little bit, and I said, man, I, I don't know how you're standing, considering how much, you're, how much you've been traveling. I mean, they, that guy was everywhere uh, during the election cycle, and, and a lot of your team as well, but... Uh, Greg, Greg, I just, I just looked at him. It was like, okay, Greg, Greg's he's on MSNBC now, he's on CNN now, and now he's in Savannah, now he's down in Valdosta. He was, he was a machine. Yeah, I, I would say Greg and the entire political team, including uh, Susan Potter, who's the editor that runs that team, and and a lot of the bylines that that folks are familiar with. That it, I mean, it was just an absolutely relentless period um, from about you know mid twenty twenty till. Like today, you know, I mean, it, it's just, <laughs> is it, is it slower it, today? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's it just down. hasn't, you know, it just hasn't slowed down and they have just uh, met every challenge and done all that they could in a, in a very difficult environment. Right. I mean, it's not like um, this is uh, easy work and they have just, I think, delivered over and over again, the kind of information that, that the uh, that citizens of Georgia and Atlanta need, and you know, and all of that in a pandemic, and we've had people who just relentlessly covered this pandemic as well. It's I, it's been for me 
just an absolutely inspiring period to be the person who's, you know, leading this group of people because they just are so devoted and so passionate and so persistent about what they do. And so just, I mean, they don't really, they don't really work for me, really. They work for the public, you know, is the way that, that we see it. And, and they just um, are so devoted to that. And it's a, it's a inspiring and precious thing to see. It really is. I'm going to get grief from Tia Mitchell and Tamar and everyone else whose name I didn't mention, but uh, <laughs> that's a, next, next time, next time, next time. No, uh, and I know what it was like for me to try to pick the folks we featured in the campaign, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> Uh, it was like, uh, I think being a manager of like the major league all-star team, there's like so many great people. How do you, how do you even choose? So I think over time again, we'll, we will add people. Um, and, uh, and you know, they, you know, it's kind of funny because I think some people, you know, print people who grew up in that print journalist tradition tend to be kind of low key. They don't, they're not always interested in, 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 in being in the spotlight. They love to let their work uh, speak for it. The right. speak speak for itself, right? And so, but they have done a great job, um, you know, talking to our customers, our readers, our online users about why they do what they do. And I, it's been, again, I've just been very proud of them because um, they want people to know that they're they're up this morning and they're working like crazy to get something done. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you mentioned Tia. Tia was in the Capitol on January 6th. I mean, she was in there, you yeah, know, and, uh, and, you know, we're, we're trying to make sure she's okay. And she's busy like working, you know, she's trying to let people know what's going on. It was just amazing. Was amazing. Yeah. She was, she was posting on social media uh, while that was going on. And it's like, just, yeah, just, you, you, I mean, people don't think about that. There, I mean, there are a lot of people other than the, the senators and congressmen who were in that building at the time. And there's hundreds of people in that building and, I don't know how many journalists are in that building at any given time, but uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, anything else we haven't talked about about what's going on at the paper? Things coming up? Things we want to talk about? This is the open-ended final question. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think you've you've covered um, you know what I think people would be most interested in, and um, we are uh, looking forward to you know a, a day when this uh, pandemic is over and things are back to normal, but normal seems a long way off uh, and may never be what we, we expected. So right, um, right. I, I enjoyed talking to you. And, you know, if anybody has anything they're wondering about, they can always email me or give me a call. And uh, I appreciate you taking some time to ask about all this and giving, giving me a chance to, to tell you about it. No, good. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Kevin. I, pre- I appreciate it. All right. We've been talking with Kevin Riley, editor of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The Atlanta Journal Constitution got a. Some papers have the the and some don't, but we got the the there. The Atlanta Journal Constitution. Thanks everybody for being with us and tune in next week for another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. <laughs>